0: I'm Kylie, founder of Canal Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Sean. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks
1: for having me. Excited to be here.
0: We're excited to have you. Um, so I guess we will just dive in because I want to get to know you better and hear your story. So, can you tell us about the highs and lows of your current season?
1: Uh, sure. Well, this was my uh, this was my first year at Marist. Uh, I actually got hired in May uh, and was able to come and I was able to to be there for a week in uh, in the spring. The last week of their spring season was the last week in April and first couple days in May. So I did get to train the team for uh, five days. Oh. Uh, not not a ton, but uh, a little bit. And uh, you know, I I thought that uh, this year. I, I mean, anytime you go into a new program and there's change, it's there's always there's always some struggle. I mean nobody nobody really goes into a college program and says, you know, I I hope there's change halfway through. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, regardless of who was there before or or who comes in, like the change is always stressful. Mm-hmm. And I thought uh, I thought. Our our kids handled handled it fantastically. I mean, um, our RPI went up fifty points. Our um, our record uh, went up. Our, our MAC record went up. Um, wow. Her attendance went up. Our you know our, our weekly awards went up. Uh, pretty much everything that 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 you can quantify went up. Um, but I, I think that probably the high was that the kids just really really worked hard and really invested and and uh, I think got a lot out of it in terms of uh, how our season went.
0: I love hearing about the highs and lows of season because it shows a lot like how the team got where they're at and how hard they worked and I can tell that your team you know worked hard despite it being a hard change I think that's awesome that you guys were able to adjust to things and keep working hard.
1: Yeah for sure I mean I I, we had uh, we had three seniors that were that played a vital part Nikki DeSerpa and, and Megan Fergus were both in the top 10 historically in kills, um, in the program. And Stephanie oh, Stone nice. was in the top 10 in blocks in the history of the program.
0: Wow. Um,
1: and, uh, you know, the, the three of them really, really bought into a different philosophy and, and, uh, the training aspect of it. And that played a big part, you know, that they could have, you know, kind of mailed it in their last season and just chose not to, they chose to, to be a part of it. And, um, Know, and really set a great tone for as we've kind of turned things around at Marist.
0: Oh, I love that, working hard till the end. Well, and I'm sure they got a lot of like that, that drive too from coaches because when I played, I'd always like look up to my coaches as examples along with teammates. So I'm curious, how did you get to be a coach?
1: Oh, it, uh, I went to college uh, to actually play basketball. and. Oh, awesome. uh, And, uh, I went to Springfield, the the birthplace of basketball and volleyball, um, and, uh, actually got cut from the basketball team my freshman year. And, uh, the volleyball coach came and said, Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you come and play volleyball? And I I did that. I played four years in college and,
0: uh,
1: and, uh, yeah, I played four years at Springfield and then, uh, Uh, My coach, Joel Deering, who just got inducted in the ABCA Hall of Fame this past December, um, wanted me to be his assistant. And the assistant position was full for the next year. So he got me a job at Northfield Mount Hermon School, which uh, was up in Massachusetts. It was kind of a preparatory uh, residence boarding school. And I taught there for a year and then went back to Springfield as his graduate assistant. So I kind of got my master's paid for and got to coach and – Coach both of those. And uh, I just kind of went from there. I was a GA with both the men and the women. Uh, And then after two years, they gave him uh, the option to teach and coach one sport. And uh, he decided to teach and coach the women's team. And uh, that left a vacancy as the men's head coach. And I kind of became an instructor, assistant professor in PE and and the men's volleyball coach. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so cool. Transition. Oh, wow. So, Did you play volleyball all growing up then?
1: Uh, I played in in high school, uh, but it was more more or less something to do outside of basketball season. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so fun, though. What position were you?
1: Uh, I played a lot of different positions. I played an outside hitter. I played setter. I played DS. Um, You know, back when I played, if you touched 10 10 foot, that was that was a big number. And, uh, you were allowed to do a lot of things and, uh, I got to hit, and I got to play in the front row and I get to play in the back row. And, um, that, uh, may not be the case nowadays, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I, grew up playing and, uh, you know, just really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. No, I love, I love hearing coaches stories because it shows like the effort, that like, the effort and the hard work that goes into becoming a coach. And so I think that's cool how you got to where you're at. So thanks for sharing that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What's one of your most memorable travel experiences?
1: Probably uh, with volleyball. Um, I got offered to do a clinic in uh, Thailand two years ago. Uh, I got to bring my wife and we went to Thailand for uh, a week uh, and worked with their, it's kind of like their youth and junior training team together. Um, we got to train them for two days, um, and the translator that I had left after about fifteen minutes <laughs> said he had to go take a phone. He had to take a phone call, and he'd be back at lunch, and uh, left me with uh, about four, forty players and one court, and no one spoke English, and I spoke no no Thai, and uh, we actually made it work through gestures and. And one pad of paper, and my wife helped keep score and helped organize, and uh, it, it was great. It was really a, an interesting experience how to how to interact with other people and not uh, and not communicate uh, verbally.
0: Wow! And when was this?
1: Uh, it was actually two years ago. Oh uh, my goodness! And, uh, yeah, and I was scheduled to go back uh, in April before uh, uh, coronavirus. Oh. Hit, but uh, we've kind of postponed our, my second trip there, and uh, uh, hopefully we can reschedule it shortly and uh, get back out there. But uh, that's certainly one of my top experiences. You know, e- even traveling with USA Volleyball and and being able to travel all over the world, uh, places yeah. and all, all different events. That's uh, that's certainly one of the most unique in terms of Thailand and the the beauty of the country and. Uh, just the, the experience of being able to, to run a clinic and coach volleyball without being able to use your words is, uh, was a different situation and, and pretty cool.
0: Oh, I think that's so cool. I think it's awesome how sports can give us an opportunity to like see the world. So that's so fun though, that you got to go to Thailand. Oh yeah. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you could share?
1: One thing that no one knows about me, um, one of one of my skills, um, probably my only skill, is that i can uh, i 'm pretty good with lyrics and bands on the radio of all really? genres yeah my my roommate in college and I used to play that rock and roll Jeopardy when it came out, and uh, we used to be able to just run the board from start to finish and there's no um, practical use for that skill other than uh, when i 'm in the car with my family to be able to hit hit the scan button and name all the groups from, uh, from blues to rock and roll to opera to anything.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a talent. Wow. I mean, I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure it, it pales with Mike Gullick's, uh wood lathing, but uh, <laughs> in, in terms of the volleyball world,
0: it's, it's up there. <laughs> hey, I still think that's awesome. <laughs> so thank you. So next question, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, What would your advice be to that player?
1: Well, I I think that, you know, one of the things that's really, that the NCAA has done a pretty good job with is limiting the early recruiting. I think the early recruiting where kids are making decisions on where they're going to play in seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade is is crazy. A lot of times um, they don't know what they want to study. You could go to a school uh, that doesn't even have your major. Yeah. uh, And they're going to a school for volleyball. And I think that you can, if you want to play professional volleyball, you can do that at a lot of places. And and I think that being that the NCAA has moved to it later and later and later, um, you know, we we talk with a lot of kids in the club setting and saying, hey, Mm -hmm. how how do you approach the college process? And I, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to come up with the colleges that you want to attend. You know, what you don't necessarily need to know what you want to study, but in general, if you're a a math science person, you're a math science person, Mm -hmm. you know, very rarely does somebody say, Hey, I'm, I'm super into science and chemistry and physics, and then they change their major and they don't change their major to dance. Um, you're, you're basically in one area, you know, a writing area, an English area, liberal arts or science, or, you know, a, a specific position or a specific area of study. Um, and I think you, you want kids to come up with those lists first. And then from there, look at the volleyball programs and, and look at, you know, the, the coaching staff. And I, I use it a lot in our recruiting that we want kids to come and investigate the program. We want kids to come and learn what it's like to be at Marist, what it's like to be a red Fox and what it's like. And the question we always tell kids to ask when you go on visits is what, tell me what a bad day at your school is like. Cause everybody on a recruiting visit is going to tell you, Oh, it's great. The sunshine's here all the time. We don't get any snow. It's, it's beautiful. Classes are awesome. But what's a bad day? Like, you know, and I think that every school and and every program is going to have you're going to have bad days wherever you go, and you want to know what those are to the to the best of your ability, and be able to say, hey, you know what, the the benefit to the program that I have is going to outweigh, you know, what a bad day is. You know, if mm-hmm. you're you're anti being cold, and you want to go to BYU, <laughs> hey, it's going it's it's gonna snow there. Like, (laughs) like you're, you're gonna, there are going to be days in January where it's zero degrees, and you're going to have to walk to class in snow. (laughs) That's true. And if you want to, you know, be on the ski team, Florida State might not be the place for you. It's not going to snow. And yeah, I just think that those are issues that that students are, are afraid to ask sometimes. And I, I don't think that there's any question that's out of the appropriateness factor to ask your coach or the program or the kids that you're going. And, you know, we encourage kids to ask the same question multiple times, ask the players, ask the coaches, ask other people on campus, spend some time on campus when no one's around. Yeah, Um, Go see buildings, really experience what it's like to go to school there because yeah, you're going to spend a lot of time with your coach. You're going to spend a lot of time with your teammates, but you're also going to spend a lot of time on campus. You want to know what campus is really like. And I think the more information you can get about where you're going to go to school. Uh, and now it's pretty easy because everything's online. There's tours online, there's admission sites online, there's professors have, you know, the ease and access is great.
0: No. And that's, that's great advice because I love how you're like emphasizing on how education is just as important as the sport. Cause you know, like it is student athletes. So I I love that mindset that you have as a coach.
1: For sure. I mean, th- one of the things that we do at Marist that is a little unique is is we spend a day in the spring. Uh, our spring training uh, is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. We take Thursdays off uh-huh. and, uh, from training and the gym and lifting, and um, and Thursdays we have what we call a leadership day, um, where we don't necessarily go to like a leadership course where you're gonna do trust falls and climb high walls and be on ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll bring a speaker in. Like this spring, uh, we put together, we had somebody from career services come over uh, and talk to our players about interviewing and interview skills and how to interact in an interview. And then the next Thursday, what we did was we broke up the team and we had three people become the interviewers and we created mock job descriptions and we had players interview with those three. Uh, and those three players had to choose who got the job, who would be your next call, and who is, hey, don't call us, we'll call you. And, uh, and we, you know, videotaped those and, and talked to the kids about, hey, you know, you were very fidgety. And, and the jobs were you know, just random positions I took off the internet. <laughs> yeah. they, they weren't even real jobs, I changed the name to, you know, Sarah's Bookstore and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, uh, cheese, <laughs> cheese, uh, human resource development. And oh. <laughs> um, so, so they weren't even real positions, but yeah, you know, we had our players interact with each other. And I think that that was, that went a ways in terms of, you know, allowing them to, to talk and interact with each other and practice some practical skills. Uh oh. then we took the people that got the jobs and then the next week they became interviewers. So everybody kind of got a, a taste of interviewing for jobs. And if you didn't get a job, you got a second interview for another job and, uh, career services was great. And, you know, I, I think that that's important because, you know, we talk a lot about kids filling up their bucket when they leave, you know, whether it's, um, study abroad, whether it's, know, career services, whether it's community service, whatever they can do to add to their resume that, you know, when they're done playing volleyball, whether it's at Marist or, you know, they go and play overseas for a year or two years. that they come back, they can empty their bucket on the table in front of somebody and they can get into medical school or law school or graduate school or get the job that they want because they've got a full bucket of of opportunities and uh, they've taken advantage of them.
0: Yeah, well, and that's I love hearing that because it shows that you care about your players um, a lot because you want them to be prepared to go into the world, not just prepared for the four years to play, you know, but for after. So I think that's amazing.
1: Well, thanks. I mean, I, I you know I think that that's part of the more success we can we can give our kids, uh, the more we can sell to future Red Foxes to say, hey, yeah. you know the, this is what we've got and and the people that you're walking in their footsteps have have done some pretty cool things and, in terms of where they've gone and what they've done and and uh, we're asking you to take on the responsibility of of doing that as well
0: oh it's so true well thank you so much for sharing that and what's your next adventure
1: oh well uh we're we're looking forward to uh to getting back on campus in the fall i mean with uh, coronavirus we've uh, we've gone to all online for the spring and uh, you know we uh, we had seven weeks uh, in the spring of training uh, I was really stoked with how well uh, we had improved in the spring in seven weeks and both physically both volleyball technically tactically um, we had we had a really great seven weeks. We didn't get to play anybody. We were supposed Uh to play UConn and uh, we were going to, we were going to go to Fairfield. Um, we'd invited the rest of the conference to come and kind of do a, uh, almost an art of coaching type clinic, which is, uh, we allowed all the other coaches to of our conference to come. And, you know, one coach would run a drill for five minutes and talk to the other coaches about, Hey, this is what we do in our gym. And, Then somebody else would say, well, we kind of do this and we kind of do that and uh, allow some dialogue back and forth, but use our team uh, and Fairfield as demonstrators. And, uh, you know, I thought that that would have been really good for our conference. And I'm kind of bummed that that didn't work out this spring. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that uh, we can do that in in the future, because I think it's important, not necessarily that, you know, it's it's Marist against the Mac, but hopefully (laughs) we're. We're making the entire conference better, and I think yeah. that that's how you improve your conference. And um, you know, I'm very, very excited about uh, our fall season. We have a we have a lot of players coming in. I think we're adding seven new players.
0: Oh wow!
1: Um, yeah, our, our roster is going to be uh, seventeen people.
0: Oh wow! Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> seventeen, <laughs> and seven of them are new.
0: Oh wow! Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, I feel great about that group and certainly I feel really good about, uh, the group that was in the gym that, um, you know, just had a great, great couple of weeks in the spring, uh, training and, you know, hopefully that, uh, the physical fitness aspect of it and the, the physical strength and agility part will continue. Um, cause they can kind of do that on their own. Um, you know, we're going to miss the volleyball component of it as is, as is everybody. You know, I think that that's going to be a drawback, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can get, get back at the end of the summer and, and kick off the fall and, and be running with it.
0: Oh, well, I'm excited to see where your team goes and it's always fun getting, you know, new players. Cause I feel like along with that, it's just like new energy. So I'm, I'm just excited to see where your team goes.
1: Well, thanks. I I mean, I think we are too. My assistants are great and, you know, I've done a really good job in in terms of recruiting and, and uh, Paul, my assistant is an official, so he travels all around and 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 Kelsey is, um, Kelsey's an alum. So she's great. And in terms of perspective and, and the growth of the program and can recruit some pretty high level kids and, you know, is, is super positive and, you know, can, jump in and play and she's probably the number one competitor we have in the program in terms of what the score is and where where she ranks on the list and we don't necessarily put her on our uh, depth chart anywhere but she'll she'll be the first to tell you where she is on the depth chart
0: so wow oh my goodness yeah I'm I'm super excited to follow your team and see what you guys do So thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It was great talking to you today, Sean.
1: Absolutely, well thank you very much. Wish you guys the best and uh, hope you're staying safe out there in in Utah and we'll be following you.
0: Well perfect, I wish you the best of luck too. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you wanna share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.